Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. Gonna break down seven ways to improve your second brain. This is literally your gut controlling 80% of your immune system, crazy important and involved in a lot of symptoms and conditions that most people don't equate it to. So we're gonna break these down right now. You might have warning signs of gut health or need these seven steps that I'm gonna give you if you have a lot of stomach aches, experiencing a lot of nausea, if you have a lot of gas in the digestive system, whether it's bloating or flatulence, if you eat a lot of sugar and have a high sugar diet or crave a lot of it, that might be caused by a microbe in your gut. I'm gonna break that down. It might not be your fault. It might be them that's dictating how hungry that you are for those carbohydrates. General fatigue, commonly having fatigue, big warning sign the gut's not absorbing properly or you're spending way too much energy digesting. If your sleep is interrupted, especially the timing at which you eat, could be a gut problem. This is a massively underrated sleep interrupter. I've actually measured it myself. Skin irritations, direct correlation. If this filter isn't working, the body goes to the backup filter, which is your skin. So toxins start coming out through here. Really the problem resides in your gut. Autoimmune condition always involve the gut. 80% of that immune system controls, is controlled by the gut. So we've got to look to the gut if you have an autoimmune diagnosis. And then any sort of food sensitivities, they can be overcome, but you really got to learn how to reset your gut, which I'm going to cover right now. Number one step to helping out your gut, we've got to get stress under control. You can literally feel this when you get anxious, you get nauseous, right? When you get anxious, you feel like you're going to throw up. When you get anxious, you go to the bathroom more. It directly correlates to how well your gut functions. So the best ways to go about this are putting less stress on your digestive system. The best way to do that is to time your eating. Eating after six or seven o'clock is really hard on your digestive system. Your body's starting to go down and down regulate and go into sleep mode. So your nervous system starts switching over. It goes from the sympathetic stress response system and it starts to kick in the rest recovery and nutrient nutrient absorption system. That's called your parasympathetic nervous system. So if you're eating later, you're stressing the system still, which is going to stress your sleep, which is going to make you not be able to adapt the next day to it. Now, that later eating disrupts the sleep and then just sleep itself can actually disrupt your digestive and your gut health altogether. So going to bed earlier, eating earlier, tracking your proper sleep in your environment to see how restful your sleep is. You can get wearables to do this, to know how well are you resting at night to wake up re-energized, when during the day you may be doing your workout that might be impacting to your, your sleep. And I highly suggest some adaptogenic herbs like rhodiola or ashwagandha right before bed to help you get into that deeper, more lowered cortisol healing state. There's a link below on how to get some adaptogenic herbs to help you through that. Number two, gut health tip. Some really good additions you could put into your diet or into your nutrition. Number one, ACV. Before a meal, you know what ACV, yeah, you know me. Little capful before a meal really helps with bloating and indigestion and any kind of gas or stomach achiness. Try that, see how it does for a couple weeks. Number two is ginger the stomach. So a ginger tea or a ginger lozenger can help with some nausea or upset stomach. And finally, aloe. Aloe coats the stomach, soothes the digestive system, especially with the heartburning type symptoms. Or if you have an ulcer or ulcerative colitis, that would be a good one to put in. Number three, portion size. Very important. 
eating less makes this thing work less. If you already have a strained digestive system or you have the symptoms and warning signs we talked earlier, eat smaller meals. Doesn't need to eat more frequently. You just gotta start cutting down the consumption. The best way to do this is use a smaller plate or fill your plate up with less food. It's amazing psychologically. I'm just a plate, plate clearer. Do you do this? I just clear the plate no matter what's on it. So let's say you're at a restaurant and you go to order, have them box up half the meal before it even gets to you. Guess how much you're probably gonna eat during that meal? Half as much. Your digestive system will thank you so much. Then slow down. I tend to eat very fast. My grandfather did too but we're doing everything so quickly. Give your body a little bit of a chance. Digestion starts, especially for carbohydrates and starches, in your mouth. So chewing your food properly and then swallowing it, turning it up more while chewing it, slowing that down will make your digestive tract not have to work so hard to get it broken down, especially meat uh, and digesting that up above before it hits your digestive system. So smaller meals, Eat them slower and also consider fasting. Going periods of time, skipping a meal altogether is the ultimate way to give your digestive system a break. Number four, water. So when you drink more water, a study showed in 2022 that it will increase the diversity of the bacteria in the gut, which means less of bad bacteria that might be causing your indigestion or heartburn or digestive problem in the first place. So it prevents GI infections that might be an underlying cause of what's happening. You don't even know what's going on in there. Lots of water is key. Now I like to add lemon or cucumber to the water. That's gonna aid the digestive system. You could even put a little bit of apple cider vinegar in there for its insulin benefiting impacts and its digestion impact uh, that can have on the body. A little bit of sea salt can help balance and get more water absorbed. We've gotta have a lot of water to help out the gut. Number five, use using a pre, pro, or post-biotic. Your gut has good bacteria in it. It gets destroyed from drugs and infections and sugar and toxic foods and toxins. It needs to be built back up. So building up the bacteria are probiotics. Now, if you have SIBO or something, I would not start with these, but any other digestive condition, you may benefit by putting in good probiotics, but you gotta feed the probiotics, feed the army. You could drop soldiers in, but if you don't give them supplies, they're gonna die off again. So you wanna take probiotics with prebiotics, okay? Prebiotics are gonna feed the soldiers. Okay? And to help the probiotics do their job, to get a better outcome, to win the war, also can use postbiotics. Postbiotics are the beneficial production of those soldiers to help win that war. So it's like you're giving them extra ammo to do the job well and to get the actual benefits like gut restoration, better digestion, and a stronger immune system. So a complete pre, pro, and postbiotic taken together is an important for an arsenal and an attack by the proper soldiers inside your gut. You can get more information in the description on that below. Healthy foods that are good in these are sauerkraut, kefir, kombucha, anything fermented is gonna be a good source of probiotics and prebiotics. Number six, an anti-inflammatory way of eating might be something worth giving a try. And so in my Make Food Simple book, I break this down. I have videos on this channel about eating anti-inflammatory, giving you a food list. So you know, don't eat these foods that tend to inflame the gut, like dairy, sometimes nuts and seeds, sometimes spices like cayenne pepper might be the cause of it. Um, alcohols, grains, gluten. There's some things that need to be cut out, but there's a, a specific list and you may be surprised, like, wow, I never knew I was irritated by one 
of those foods, it's a good way to cut them out, figure out if your symptoms get better. If they do, slowly add food groups back in to identify what you're more sensitive to. Then you don't have to spend a bunch of money on food sensitivity tests if you don't want to. But an anti-inflammatory way of eating is a good approach for the gut. Finally, number seven, speaking of just eating nutritionally with anti-inflammatory, what a gut really needs is a full reset. It's a five-step process to remove the toxins from the gut and the excess that might be sitting in there undigested. And then you start to repair the gut and build it back up and seal it. And you replace your nutrition with foods that aren't going to damage it again. And then you can repopulate the bacteria and the enzymes that are needed to break that food down properly. Once you go through that process, that is the perfect time to reintroduce um, foods that you could be sensitive to. But now that you fixed your gut, you'll find out if you are or not. That process, I made an entire training on. So there's a link to the training in the description below. Be sure you click on that and it will take you to a guide. It'll show you through. It'll give you the steps. If you need like the anti-inflammatory way of eating or want to know the steps of a gut reset, check that training out. I also made this video breaking down restoring gut health and I put it right here as the next step for you. Hey, it's Dr. Living It here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.